0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: The three-man weave is here to break down all the action. This is the Best Bets show presented by Field of 68, all made possible by Bet Rivers. Jimbo, Kai, how are you guys doing today?
2: I'm great, Matthew.
1: Yeah, Jim, there's no kind of fluff here. We're getting into it. Okay, the high games, 146, 146. Too many games. 100 is like the absolute max we should be able to handicap in any one 24-hour span. It's absolutely How I'm
3: doing sounds like fluff to me.
1: It is. Okay, sorry. Fine. I don't care how you're doing. (laughs) Kai, I don't really care how you're doing either. Um, But we did learn something last night. Jim, I'll ask you quickly. What did you learn last night? Not a lot of action, Uh, but some. The Ivy League. I'm
3: I'm hearkening to Thursday because we didn't have a show yesterday, and I am allowed to have a Thursday takeaway. I love that Florida Atlantic, man. That game against UAB was as good as we had hoped it could be. 88-86. fau making that uh, mm-hmm. little at-large caliber roster now, or uh, resume. <coughs> I'm very in on the Owls. We'll see how they they go today, <coughs> coming off that big win, hoot hoot. hosting a feisty Charlotte team. But, uh, man, FAU, big, big W on Thursday, Kai.
2: Yeah, I'll go yesterday. Uh, how about Yale, 0-2 in the Ivy now, with losses to Dartmouth and Columbia? Oof. You don't usually see the highest-ranked Kenpom team in a conference at the bottom of the standings. It's very rare. But we have that with the Ivy right now with Yale. Uh, also in the Ivy, Cornell, very, very good, like very, very good team. I fully surrendered to uh, the fact that Cornell might be top two, maybe top one team in that league.
1: Yeah, Cornell's insane. Like that's, that was my takeaway. I can't, uh, Brian Earl is the best coach in the country. Um, I'll hear all arguments against it. I, I've seen that team play many a time now and the talent is just nothing. And the execution and everything is just delectable to watch. All I'm right, sure we're talking. Shire or Brian Earl. Uh probably Brian Earl at this point, Jimbo. Um, I'd take Brian Earl over Billy Donovan even at, at this juncture. Uh, you know. But, hey, that's a whole separate conversation.
2: Are we, are we sneaking in a UNC take real quick, boys? Yeah, tipping
1: yeah. off here at a 1030 Central. The tar bums, as I call them in Duke land, are laying 12 to the Irish, Jim. Any take on this mm-hmm. one? I don't really like either team.
3: Uh, <clears throat> likely no Pete Nance here. That's concerning for uh, UNC, but Notre Dame is just so bad. I, I can't really recommend the Irish one thing I saw that I loved was from our good buddy, Dallin Cuff on Twitter. He's betting Armando Baycott over, I think his 11 and a half rebounds. And yeah. Kai, this feels like Oscar Shibwe against Mizzou's front line just mm-hmm. total demolition, no athletes to hold up against him. I thought that was a very smart angle from Mr. Cuff. Yeah, it's funny. I don't really bet props,
2: but I was perusing the props market today just for fun. I was like, what's out there? What's out there? I did see the Baycott rebounding thing. I'm like, I mean, that's a lock. Probably didn't play it. Eh, whatever,
1: Matt, All right, first part of the rundown, heavy Big 12 because the best conference in the land deserves the front and center spotlight on this show. And so we're going to hit all four of the Big 12. There's actually five today, Um, so we'll get to the fifth one, I think, in the second stanza or in the chat mob. But first off, Jim, we're going to the mountains, West Virginia, hosting Kansas. Bob Huggins against Bill Self. This game always seems to be a competitive bout. I know there's been some... uh, some publicity around how Huggins has an incentive in his contract to beat Kansas. I'm not sure if that still exists, but that used to be kind of a big angle people used to talk about in this game. Uh, for once Western, actually has a legit team. Um, at least the last few years, they've been kind of down, but now they're actually up. They got size. Can they punish a relatively undersized Kansas team at home?
3: Potentially. Yeah. I mean, Bell, Wog, Trey Mitchell, those guys have been fantastic inside. Um, I don't know how legit they are. They were really good to start, but the resume is, a little shaky and lately they haven't been good. If you do the kind of recency stuff filters on Bart Torvik, they've sunk, you know, one of the worst big 12 teams in recent play. Um And I, I don't, I don't know if they can deal with Kansas like multiple wings that they just throw at teams. It's so difficult to deal with them. The two through four of McCullough Wilson, Dick is ridiculous. Um, you need a whole lot of defenders that can stick with them or they just attack your worst defender. And Kai Bill self does as good a job as anybody of drawing up mm-hmm good schemes to get those guys downhill or in the right positions. So I I just, I'm still lower on West Virginia, maybe than market or Matthew. Uh, So I would lean towards Kansas here, getting it done on the road again. Mm after they did it at Texas tech, but that's, it's a tough thing to bet on in the big 12 guys. So I didn't actually wager. Yeah. No gimmies in the big 12, which the announcers will tell you a hundred times. I'm sure
2: in this game, Uh, it is kind of a classic number versus spot here. I think West Virginia can absolutely win this game in front of a a, a raucous crowd, which I assume there will be here. Will they, though? I I don't know. Kansas has been awesome. I really have little appetite to fade this team, but you could argue they're kind of playing with fire right now. They only beat Oklahoma State by two. They beat Texas Tech by three, and both of them came down to the wire with a little bit of foul controversy. So maybe this is the game that pushes uh, them over to the loss column. Also worth noting, West Virginia... 0-2 0-2 o- o- right now in conference play, desperate for that first conference win. Also, a win against Kansas of all teams would we'll go a long way towards their at-large resume. They will get some pressure on Kansas with their athleticism. I think they'll attack the glass, attack the rim <clears throat> hard, per Bob Huggins' wishes. I do lean towards West Virginia, actually, here at plus two, um, though I'm not strong about it, Matthew.
1: Yeah, uh, Bill Self's won two of the last three in Morgantown. Uh, we talked about Kedron Johnson. Sorry, I, was, I, I blanked. You guys mentioned his no. Uh, no, okay, he yeah, out, right? he is out today. Uh, Joe too sounds going to start point guard. Johnson's a terrific defender. I do think that matters. Um, I know KU's going to have a couple. I know Yusef who's a dicey too, but that, that's a big loss for the year. I, it's a great spot for him. I'm just not going to back him. Uh, Jimmy mentioned the strength of schedule issues. Like they really haven't stepped up in class. They've been a really good large favorite beating mid and low major teams, but uh, their record against the, the the big boys isn't exactly as sterling. Uh, next game, we're going to poke land, Kai Oklahoma State hosting Texas. Um, the horns, man, I guess the whole uh, you know, what's Chris Beard going to mean to this team certainly came out uh, and showed itself, reared its ugly head against Kansas State, surrendering 116 points in regulation. Yeah. Um, still can't believe that happened. Uh, I guess that makes me think that the over could be a good play today in this one, especially with Moose's say out on the Oklahoma State side. Uh, Texas has taken some money here. Uh, the second. Big 12 road favorite to take money. Kansas did as well. Oklahoma or Texas has here. Uh, yeah. Your thoughts on this matchup.
2: Uh, I think this is Oklahoma State's game. Uh, they've been very good into Big 12 contests and they have a great home crowd as well. Obviously, Musa Cisse, maybe being out in this game or being iffy at least is a bit tough to overcome. They still have Tyreek Smith and, and Boone inside who can hold their own. Uh, Christian Bishop worth noting also on the fence for Texas today. The key is going to be handling the ball. Uh, they have an awful turnover rate this year in Texas, we know can cause issues for ball handlers, but I'm kind of banking on an aggressive, tenacious defense from Oklahoma State uh, winning out here. And maybe Texas is still a little bit shell shocked from the Kansas State game and the official firing right of Chris Beard. It's officially announced he's gone. Maybe there's something to that. I don't know. At plus three, I'm leaning towards Oklahoma State, Jim.
3: Yeah, I still think Texas is a little overvalued because of how awesome they were to start the year with Chris Beard in charge and all this rah rah momentum that they had, and now they are like kind of declining. And like if we came into the season with Rodney Terry at the helm, I don't think we'd have this team anywhere near like top ten. I certainly wouldn't, Uh, and that's about where they sit in the analytical rankings. So I I think overvalued, trying to fade them is is probably a decent move here. Matt, you mentioned the total; it's been bet down, one forty one and a half down to like one thirty nine and a half which is surprising with no Cissé. He's such a monstrous piece defensively for them on the glass as a shot blocker. They held up okay in the second half against West Vaughan with Boone holding down the paint. But here against Texas, who will get downhill on you, uh, I think that could be a little bit more of a concern. So that kept me off the under. I would have I would have taken it if Cissé was playing. But uh, without him, I don't want to jump in on that, especially with it down two points.
1: I can see the under angle, like you're just basically fade, or going zigging off the zag of 116 to 103 yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, I totally get that. But just look at Texas's last four games. They've scored 197. They scored 70 at Oklahoma against the slow mo paced, um, pace deflating Porter Moser team, and then put up 103 last game. So they may be an over team going forward. Um, I also do like the pokes on the side. I took a little bit of money line at the better price. Just more of a spot, Fate Texas play. Word I probably overlooked or didn't factor in the CC, CSA thing. Excuse me. CC, CSA. Watched too much New Girl lately. Uh, the CSA factor. <laughs> um, but I still think the spot's better. I don't know uh, boy. That's the best show on TV, arguably. All right. Staying in Big 12 country, Kai. Waco will play host to Baylor, hosting Kansas State. Jerome Tang. Revisits his old employer and former mentor in Scott Drew. Um, Obviously, the Wildcats were on the other end of that Texas shootout last game. Now they're catching at what looks like six and a half, seven. There's been some tug of war in the market on this line early. Um, I kind of like Baylor minus six, minus seven. What do you think?
2: Yeah, Tang back in his old stomping grounds. Who does this benefit? You could argue both sides know how to defend the other. I, I, I don't know if there's necessarily an angle there. The under, maybe both teams know how to defend one another could be the the angle you get out of that ignoring that piece completely though there's absolutely no way Kansas State plays better than it did against Kansas right it, it's impossible they played literally probably the best game all year by any team that has to come down and Baylor enters this game eager to get one back after blowing a 17 point lead against TCU Baylor was up 17 points against the current version of TCU that is impressive I know they blew the game but that counts for something in my book. The Bears are also 0-2 in the Big 12, which is basically unheard of, uh, at least in a very long time under Drew. I think they come out with high motivation here. I think they come out and sort of clobber Kansas State. I expect Baylor to win this game to cover this game.
3: Yeah, it feels big, buy low, sell high, with yeah. getting the better team as the buy low, sell high. There's another game coming up on the outline after Chat Mob that I feel like is a similar situation, uh, but yeah, like... Baylor was on fire from three when they got up seventeen, and, and missing a little bit brought them back down. But I also think they just started playing like not to lose against a yeah. team that's never going to stop going downhill the way TCU does, and that ended up costing them. Uh, I think they maybe have learned a lesson from that. You should hopefully be a little bit healthier in the backcourt. Crier uh, and, and Flagler have been banged up. You get a couple extra days here, that certainly helps. Uh, and yeah, K State, like fantastic. Jerome Tang's great, uh, but I think he's kind of blown people away with his approach. And now he's running into his mentor who I don't think will be taken by surprise by any of it. So yeah, six and a half. I, I'd certainly lean towards Baylor Matthew.
1: Yep. Hard Baylor Lena took him at a uh, six and a half. It's yeah. So six, that's where it's basically sitting right now. I'm surprised. I thought there'd be some stronger money coming in on uh, K-State to be honest, just given the way that they're on. And I think the Tang, I would think the public would perceive the Tang angle as a net positive for K-State. Um, but we talked about this at like, it's kind of a wash for me. So just uh, nothing uh, else to say. Okay, okay,
2: well, I was just kind of thinking in my head. I, I was, I don't have this prepared, but so K State jumped 16 spots in Kim Pump. This line would have been closer <clears throat> to 10, like, like literally right. three or four days ago. So I, I think yep. that's maybe something to that. Yep.
1: Yeah, at least two, at least two points. I agree. You're getting some. Or is that effort real? Right? Is K State? Is that Big Mo actually legitimate? That's The old Uh, conundrum in handicapping. They scored one point five points per possession.
3: It's hard to believe that's real.
1: We'll continue to put Uh, doubt
3: in K State until they just beat
2: us. We will. Uh,
1: Me and Kai will be the K State haters all year. Jim will moderately defend them, and then Mister. Doster, our boss, will vehemently defend them. um, I'll be be
3: the K State fence rider. Like guys, they might be pretty good. good." It's usually my role.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's usually (laughs) my role. I appreciate you taking that over. All right, last Big Twelve tilt before we get to the first round of chat mob questions. Stay in the Lone Star State, Kai, the Horn Frogs, TCU, who just beat Baylor uh, in a kind of a nice little comeback there, high-scoring affair, uh, hosting Iowa State. And you would think with the clones coming to town, this one figures to be more of a grinded-out defensive affair, mm-hmm. um, ultra-physical. And I think just physicality in this conference, these are probably the two teams that really come to mind. Um, get the shoulder pads on. What's your angle here?
2: I'm riding the Frogs. Uh, I don't think they've hit their peak yet analytically so catching them on the upswing still against an admittedly great Iowa State team uh, sounds pretty good for me. Uh, Koontz's absence for Iowa State hasn't mattered, and they've proven they can win on the road with their win over Oklahoma, but I think TCU can cause turnovers in this game. I think they can command the glass in this game, get to the foul line, and importantly, not turn the ball over against an Iowa State defense that's been ridiculous this year at causing turnovers. So I like TCU on the matchup, Jim. I like him in the home spot, and I still like him in the number at, at minus five and a half.
3: Yeah. Taking care of the ball is huge. And like last year, that was a problem for them. They weren't like a great take care of the ball team. 330th in turnover rate last year. They're 21st this year. Like they have really cleaned that up and that makes their offense so much more potent. You can, if every shot goes up, you have way more chances to rebound offensively and that's what they excel at. Uh, So big time for the frogs. Iowa state just won at Oklahoma. I have a hard time seeing them getting two in a row on the road in this league with their lack of offense. And their two wins this year uh, in Big 12 play are Baylor and Oklahoma. I think you can make a pretty strong argument. Those are the league's worst defenses right now. Mm-hmm. And Iowa State's offense is bad. And now they're facing a, an actual <laughs> real defense that is going to make things a lot more difficult on them. Um, so, yeah, I'm with Kai. I, I lean towards TCU here, Matt. I, I almost want to do first half, for, get that smaller line. But uh, I think either first half of full games is decent.
1: I do, too. I guess the theme is emerging. I like basically every home team in these Big 12 tilts, especially against – Opponents coming off big wins. We talk about how good this conference is to get a win in this league. You just have to exert 120% effort. Hard to muster up back to back performances at that level, especially with this short ish uh, turnaround here as we approach the the dog days of conference play. But I mean, yeah, sitting at five and a half, I don't know. I don't really trust TCU as a large ish favorite in general. So I'm not in any rush to back them at the price. Uh, do we want to hit quickly on the other Big 12 game I did not include here? I just saw the news pop that Pop Isaacs. Is officially out today that just went on Twitter. Uh, Texas Tech kind of give have taken this game. What's your angle? Uh I did like Texas Tech. The
2: Isaacs thing kind of steers me towards <clears> Oklahoma. <throat> uh, I think Batcho is gonna give it a go. He's he's iffy, uh, game time decision as well. He dislocated and broke his finger, I think, in the last the last 10 seconds of the last Looking game nasty. against Kansas. Ugh. Isaac's got a concussion, Batcho broke his finger. It's kind of like, oh, that sucks. So I lean Oklahoma with those two guys, kind of uh, one guy out, one guy on the fence at plus five yeah, and a half. I, it's going to come down pretty quick. I'm sure
1: it's going to come down right now. Yeah. But open four up to five and a half. Now it's coming back yep. there on the fighting Porter Mosers.
3: Yeah. Owen two Texas tech at home with their crowd. Like You think you're going to get the absolute home run effort from them, but the personnel limitations are yep. a somewhat concerned. And Oklahoma is yep. also oh, uh, and two in the league. So.
1: Yep. Everyone's desperate there. All right, Jim, or uh, yeah, Jim, I think I, you anointed yourself chat. So please Jim, take it away. Jim.
3: Yep. I I hogged the ball there. Uh, I actually had the first big 12 game queued up to start. So good job, Matthew. Kai, we have to, because someone, I I was just waiting for someone to mention it in the chat and then we could make it the first chat question. Vandy at Mizzou, 11 a.m. Central on CBS. What do you got for our Tigers?
2: Uh, I like the chat's faith in our Tigers, Jim. Seems like everyone's kind of on board with a a Mizzou minus eight and a half play. Uh, As a true Tiger fan, I know that anything can happen and Vanderbilt can win this game. So I will be staying away with my money against the spread and keep my emotions in check as I watch the Tigers on CBS. Um, I do think they can run away with it if they play their game. I mean, the team we saw against Arkansas and Illinois and and Kentucky is legit. So I would lean their way,
1: hypothetically, if I wasn't a Mizzou alum. Big money on under. Big money on under, Jim. Bet down five points to 147. Good gets, luck
2: with Mizzou Unders, man. I think they've been hit like every time. I think yep. people expect this Mizzou stuff to regress.
3: And almost never wins. I will say this is like the first real rim protector they've played in a few games. Like Oscar's not a rim protector. Danger's not a rim protector. Robbins can actually take stuff away in, at the rim. We'll see. Uh, Matt, Mountain West, an area you typically love. Uh, Scott yeah, H. asking about Boise laying a point and a half at Taco Bell Arena to the elite shooting Utah State Aggies. Anything for us here?
1: Um, no, I think the price is about right. You have to respect Boise's home courts. Um, I like Utah state as the better team in a vacuum, but, um, I'm not going to take them on the road here, especially with uh, two teams with fairly large home road splits.
3: Yep. And they're coming from altitude. So I, I don't know if that you know, back-to-back road games from there hurts. Kai, same conference, UNLV, my old stomping grounds, and running Rebs headed to New Mexico. Uh, the Lobos have been bet up from four and a half to five and a half. What mm-hmm. do you think?
2: I kind of agree with the move, but aren't the uh,
3: Lobos shorthanded again? KJ I, Jenkins' status is questionable. They're big yeah. time off the bench spark plug shooter,
2: and I think that kind of matters. They don't have a lot of depth. They don't play a lot of bench minutes, so anybody out for that team, even the bench guy, is is kind of key. I don't think Parquet is back for UNLV or, or not, but I, I not if everyone healthy, lean Lobos. If Jenkins is out for New Mexico, I'd stay away.
1: I think they're one in three or one in four against the spread since Parquet uh, got injured against Washington State. So I do think he He's he's
2: really key. He is, especially defensively.
3: Yep. Uh, Matthew, I think I (laughs) guess where you're going to be here. Uh, Metric Panda asking about Florida State hosting Georgia Tech, FSU laying, I think, two and a half at home. Feels like a short line for the seminars, right?
1: Yeah. This is a quick, you know, gut. No way. The line can't be that. I hopped all over Florida State. Obviously, when you're betting eagerly on a team that's 4-11 and and down at 163rd in Kempom, you never feel great about it. But I had a whole week off, come back home, uh, tech off a huge win against Miami at home. I think that was kind of an all-in effort for them. I still don't think the shortest tech team is very good. I think Florida State has their way on the offensive glass. Should be an ugly game, Jim, but one they take care of, um, not convincingly, but I think with some conviction.
3: Okay, let's go to the top of the ACC. Shockingly, Ooh, that would be Pitt and Clemson. Oh yeah, Clemson and Pitt both Wild. undefeated. Panthers minus three at home here against kind of a surging <laughs> Tigers team as Hunter Tyson just dominates. What do you think?
2: This is for first place. The winner is sole possession, five and zero in the ACC. What? That, uh, that's crazy to me. Uh, I don't want to fade either team right now. I, I guess Pitt because they're at home. I, I tend to lean towards home te- teams in these power conference games. But man, I like Clemson a lot. They are a very very good team. Um I got nothing, man. I am just impressed one of these teams is 5 and 0 and shocked.
3: Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't matter that Hemingway's been out, like they've just yeah. totally powered through everything. All right, Matt and the Colonial. UNC Wilmington, that domination
1: Wilmington next. That they are. Wilmington next. Wilmington <laughs>
3: next. Minus five and a half at AT. Yeah, okay, fine.
1: I mean, I think lines too high. I think AT is really good. They're playing better. Like everything you if you want to talk yourself into a wow, five and sell and a half. high Wilmington, I think there's actually real evidence to sell Wilmington here today. But every time there's been evidence the last year and a half now, they just cover. So I'm not betting against them. Uh, it's yeah, been bet A&T down.
3: People are on AT. AT just got blitzed by Charleston. Um, so maybe they can't hold up against the high end of their new conference, but we'll see. Uh, they are talented, which, man. Speaking of which, Kai, at Charleston, they are laying 13 at home to Delaware. Last year's CAA tournament champion, is that too high? Hi, I'm in Delaware. Hi. um I, You will not Hi. catch me fading Charleston in the
2: CAA. Though it is a bit high, in my opinion, for a Delaware team that's not totally hopeless, I
3: will not be fading Charleston. Yeah. I, we, we did with Towson, and we somehow escaped in overtime. And doesn't don't really feel like doing that. Yeah, right. They came back. They were down by a lot. Yep. All right, Matt, from James Ross, St. John's at Providence. This is a battle of a team that is erratic and insane and I don't trust. And maybe Corbella plays against Providence, who's been nothing short of excellent in or in Big East play, but no Jared Bynum. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, that must explain the money. It's been bet down now to six and a half, open to eight and a half. I think Bynum matters, but I think Providence is like fine without him in this matchup. As dumb as it sounds to say, a team's fine without their point guard against St. John's pressure. Like I've just been super impressed with the other guards that are played for Providence. I might just back Providence here as a fade St. John's thing at the cheaper price.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into that. I, it just St. John's is, I think, a mess right now. All right, two more questions, both from Ryan A here, and then we'll get back to the outline. Uh, Kyle, go to you from Missouri Valley. Belmont is hosting Missouri State. Really short line here, in my opinion. I was shocked to see Belmont yep. uh, was only laying mm-hmm. one and a half. And it's <clears throat> up to three. Do you agree with that movement? Uh,
2: yeah, I do. I think Belmont's home court's pretty darn good, but I've been impressed with what I've seen from Missouri state. I made the mistake of watching the Drake game, which was terrible basketball, but their defense is legit. They're really, really, really athletic. And there's one thing Belmont might be weak against. It's athleticism.
3: Missouri
1: state has it in spades. They're built on D this year.
3: This Missouri state team for sure. Yeah. Uh, Official notification folks, Tyler wall out for Wisconsin. So that'll matter. Pretty expected. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matthew, your question before back to the outline is your Nevada Wolfpack headed to Timmy Miles and the boys at San Jose. Anything for you here? I believe the line is a Nevada is a super short favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Minus minus
1: two. two. Yep. No, nothing for me. At first, I thought I read the line as San Jose state minus two. And I just, you know, fundamentally was going to have to bet Nevada there and not be excited about it. So I'm glad that I reread the line correctly. I mean, San Jose state's awesome. Tim miles is awesome. I don't know what else there is to say. I wouldn't fade them, Um, but certainly wouldn't fade this Nevada team either. They're playing with some real good mojo as well. All
3: right. Appreciate that, Matthew. Let's go back to the outline, hit the non big 12 big games of the day.
1: Yeah, kind of a smorgasbord here of games. Uh, first one, though, will be on some people's radar. UConn hosting Creighton, going to Big East action. I believe Mr. John Fanta, Field of 68's very own, will be on the call. We always love that. Good guy. Uh, one of the best play, I'd say the best play by play guy in the game. Hi. line open minus seven or minus eight, and now it's sitting at seven. Um, yeah. So some Creighton money here. I kind of agreed with the money. I was leaning the Jays at that number. I know UConn's been awesome, but recently they've been more mortal. Um, and then we've talked at length about the resurgence with Kalkbrenner back in the lineup for the Jays. So, what's your angle here?
2: Yeah, we'll we'll push back on the market here. Uh, Creighton it got down to six and a half. We saw a little push back from UConn here at seven at Bet Rivers. Uh, the mighty Huskies guys haven't covered in four straight games after covering their first eleven. A little surprising. Uh, Creighton has definitely looked like their expected selves the last couple. Um, they've ramped back up in the in, in the analytics with Kalkbrenner back in the lineup. But I think Yukon's kind of a good match for Creighton. The Jays can't really pull their bigs away from the basket, and I, I don't believe Kalkbrenner's 4-for-10 start from 3. I just I just don't. If he's hitting 3s, fine. Good luck. And, and they also have two huge bodies, right, And Sonogo and uh, Klingon to throw at Kalkbrenner. I think that's important for UConn. Back at home, it feels like a get-right game. They've also been shooting the ball really poorly this, or, or this recent stretch, especially against Providence. I think that improves. I'm still a big believer in this team. Having said that, 7 points, the way these two teams have played the last three games, I can't lay that, Jim.
3: Yeah, this is the one I was alluding to when I said like Baylor, K State, you're kind of getting the better team as the buy low. Right. Um, Creighton's been shooting the ball like crazy recently. Uh, having an interior threat drawing more attention certainly helps there. And like you said, UConn's been horrendous from deep, from the free throw line, wherever. I kind of think back home they start knocking down more shots. But I, I, I have a hesitance to call it a get right game because Creighton's so good and I like right. actually respect them with calling <laughs> in the lineup. That team is super legit. Uh, they're kind of past the crazy travel issues that they had early in the season as well. The schedule was, was a gauntlet. So this does feel um, hair high to me, Matt, but if UConn is what we saw early in the year, I think the cover, but we just haven't seen that lately. So that, that feels like more stay away to me.
1: Like I said, I lean I also like the under, if not more. So kind of correlated reasons why I like both, but uh, just look at the matchups last year, both played below 65 possessions, both were super low scoring games, the way they both defend, Length pressure on the perimeter. They're going to shut down all three-point attempts on both sides. I think you see a lot of mid-range, inefficient shots here, and and we know that with the the towers at the rim on both sides, that scoring at the rim will not be easy either. So pace could screw me if I'm back in the under, but I think the efficiency will be pretty low. Next game, Big East we stay. Jim, to you, Villanova hosting the X-Men, who have been pretty awesome so far this year. We've talked about how they're just a little bit better, we think, in the friendly confines of Sintas. Now they're going to the pavilion and Nova has been playing better. I think we're, we have to kind of go back to the Nova with Cam Whitmore as the new normal for this team. What's your angle on this handicap?
3: Yeah. i still think Villanova has some vulnerability. The home loss to Marquette, I think <laughs> was like, Oh, okay. They're not fully back to me. Like there's still a little bit of iffiness. I think they could get beat up inside here. Xavier is just so, so good at the rim with Nunji and Fremantle. Fremantle seems like he has his head screwed on straight and is uh, a monster. Sule Boom's given them what they needed in the backcourt, the kind of floor spacer, but also creator, and can get his own type of look. I don't know. This is like the battle of discipline versus, I think, a more talented physical roster in Xavier. Uh, Guy, this was this was a tough one for me. I couldn't get there on either side. I don't know about you.
2: I'm in on the Xavier team in general. I think they're awesome. Um, they don't have a ton of weaknesses, though. Their defense... We'll say it lags a little bit behind their offense. Uh, they've won st- eight straight games. They come in with high confidence here. No Gino for, for Villanova. I, I think it's important. He's not crucial it, by himself, but they're not a deep team. So I think anybody yeah, yeah. out, kind of like New Mexico, anybody out is a problem for Villanova. And Xavier has a huge size edge in this in, in this game. I've been super impressed by both Nunji and Fremantle. Villanova's been terrible defending the arc this year, like allowing a lot of three-point attempts. Bad news if you're letting Xavier shoot. X going to give it to you, Matthew. That's right. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Pull that rap lyric, right? Okay. Um, I'm not that worried on the other end either. I'm not that worried about Villanova exploiting Xavier's kind of lagging defense. I like Xavier here at plus two. That's the way I lean.
1: I kind of lean Xavier too, um, especially with Longino. And I think that does matter. Kyle, you're right. Their depth is really depleted. Um, even with Whitmore back in the lineup, I think that does matter. And I know for a fact Sean Miller will prioritize his bigs in a matchup where he knows he has an edge. Like there's one coach that You know, plays to his strengths as well as anyone, especially when it's up front. Um, It's Sean Miller, and I think he has the edge there today. And honestly, you look at the road games; they haven't been that bad. They've been good, right? Cincy, um, Georgetown, no sweat. St. John's, no sweat. Certainly, some opponent asterisk think need to be applied there, but um, done nothing wrong outside of the uh, outside of Cincy. All right, we're going to a rivalry game up in the Mitten. Kai, Michigan State hosting Michigan, the Wolverines, despite their gridiron. Lowell's have been quietly good the last two games on the hardwood. Do they keep it rolling today at East Lansing? This feels like Sparty's
2: game. Um, I'm, I'm back on them with Hall back in the fold. Remember, they climbed top 20 in Kempom earlier this season with, with a fully healthy team. I think they still have that potential. They just smoked Nebraska, and now they get a rival in Michigan off a pretty big win against P- Penn State at their place. It's only Michigan's second true road game of the year. They beat Minnesota at home or on the road in the first one. I don't count that too much. These split uh, these two split the series last year. Each team won easily at their place. I think Sparty can throw enough at Dickinson to slow him down. The supporting cast about a wash with Sparty with the edge and experience. I lean Sparty here, Jim.
3: Yeah, I do too. Uh, Michigan State also uh, maybe they can throw Sissoko at Dickinson, but potentially foul trouble. We'll see. Dickinson, always better in games where he's motivated uh, by games, not really his cup of tea. He's kind of just going through the motions in those, but I'm sure in a rivalry game, he's going to be locked in. Matt, an angle I like on this one, 10 straight games between these two, the spread hasn't mattered. The winner covers. Uh, you don't need to work. Like if you're back in the favorite, interesting Play you it if you're back in the dog might be worth taking the money line. Uh, I think it's actually 15 straight games. And some of those are not Jawan Howard. I get that, but, Um, the winner has covered like consecutively so i I know it's a short spread that's not really like super relevant here but they've had spreads of like nine in this matchup 11 in this matchup where the the winner covers so that maybe has something and has some relevance in a big rivalry game that's played twice annually um i I do lean towards michigan state though just from the spot michigan 3-0 in the big 10 i don't think that's a team that's going to run away with the conference so we'll see
1: Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Been bet down to minus three and a half, minus three. So some money coming out on Michigan, which is where I would have probably sided if I had to make a play, um, last night, but I just, I'm with you guys on Michigan state. I think they're definitely trending up and I'm not in any rush to fade them. Uh, It's unfortunate that they're playing each other today. I think they'd be a good spot to back both. They're playing, you know, more neutral or other, other opponents in the big 10, but alas. All right. Final game on the outline, kind of a random inclusion from yours truly last night's, uh, not sure why I threw this on there, but hey, I'm trying to stay in the theme of rivalry games. So we're going to go out to Yale hosting Harvard, uh, the intellects, Kai, kind of going to duel out on the hardwood. What is happening with Yale, by the way? I don't know. I mentioned in the top of the broadcast here, Matt. Yeah, 0-2, Uh Dartmouth and
2: Columbia, the losses. Yikes. This spot screams Yale off an 0-2 start back home against a, a rival. I think Harvard and Neil safely call them rivals. And Harvard's off that overtime game against Brown we just saw yesterday. Not that it matters, but worth noting, it's Harvard's sixth straight away game, which is kind of interesting. They haven't been home in a long time. Spread does feel high, though. Seven and a half. Uh, if, if you wouldn't pay attention to the games that just happened yesterday, I would say that's pretty darn high for a Harvard-Yield game. But I do think Yield bounces back. They can dominate the paint on both ends, um, and the spot leans their way for sure. So seven and a half, I'm staying away, but spot, spot is with Yale.
3: Yeah, Harvard off the OT game, then having to travel. Like that's not super ideal, less than 24 hours later. They probably were on track to lose that game yesterday, but got really hot late, like the final eight minutes or so. They made a bunch of jumpers and like flipped that game. It was looking like it was gonna be a first to 50 wins, and then suddenly it was 62, 62 in regulation, and they were able to get the W in overtime. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of keep thinking Yale's going to get right. Like I thought yesterday was the perfect home run spot. Bad team coming to town. They've mashed people at home this year and they didn't do it. So that makes me think there really is something kind of under the hood that is uh, messed up with them. So that keeps me away from him here. I, I don't want to back a team that might have like actual issues right now.
1: I just feel like they traveled so much during the non-conference, like had those weird road trips, uh, like playing just outrageous. I mean, Harvard kind of did too, but Yale played way better than – actually, that's not – Yale played better than Harvard for most of the non-conference. Harvard kind of had a good showing late. Maybe they – yeah, maybe Yale just ran out of steam. I don't know. I'm trying to surmise what the right. heck happened with this team. Their, their
2: best player got back in the lineup, and they suck now. That's the answer.
1: It makes no sense. They are very deep up front. So I'm actually not like you know, if Nolan was out again this game, I wouldn't be like hesitant to back Yale off the, the line drop farther. But I don't, Harvard's too talented to to lay seven against. I mean, God, you saw them against Kansas. They were in that game for 30 minutes. Like they have dudes who can play. Um, they don't execute down the stretch late. I they should have probably lost that game last night to Brown multiple times. Was fortunate to come away with the win, but. Uh, they can certainly hang around and cover seven, I think, even though you're getting a stale number. All right, chat mob round two, rapid fire. Jimbo, go. Um, all
3: right, Kai metric panda asking about Gonzaga at Santa Clara. Do the zags get right after barely surviving at San Francisco?
2: Uh, I tend to think they do, Jim. Uh, Santa Clara has not kept this game within double digits since 2016, so Gonzaga's beaten them by more than double digits. How many ever times in a row since 2016? That's a long time. This is Santa Clara's best team, I think, under Syndek. It's not the best Gonzaga team we've seen. I do lean their way, though, at eight and a half. I, I think they can do it. Yeah, exactly,
3: eight and a half on the road there. Matt, what do you got? Over? I
1: don't know. I just I play, know. They always play really fast. They, they always play like Santa Clara just goes 90 possessions with this team every time. I don't know why they do it, but they do.
3: Yeah, Pepperdine does the same thing. It's like, what, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, Matthew, second leg of the mountain road trip for Oregon. They're headed to Utah. The Utes are at home and are laying five points. Five. Is that too high?
1: It does feel a little high, pricey, but I definitely lean Utah. Um, I know Oregon's getting healthier, and this is probably the wrong time to fade them, but maybe just from the spot, it is the right time to fade them on the second leg of the mountain, Kai. And you know I love me some Utes.
2: Yeah, fade fade Oregon, take Utah. I wanted it at four, didn't never never saw it.
1: Look at Absolutely. she looking to back to you, so I'm proud of you.
2: Yes. Everybody's Mount, coming mountain, around. Mountain road trip, second leg. Oregon looked terrible
3: against Colorado. Oh. I
2: think mean, Utah's pretty good too. I'm, I'm coming. KJ
3: Simpson in that game. And they still were just yeah. lifeless. Come on. I mean, it's, uh, it's a gross. All right, team. Matt. Castle Coliseum, Virginia Tech hosting NC State. There's questions about Hunter Couture status. Right now, the line is sitting at um it's five and a half, game. six. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five and a half is what I'm seeing right now. What are your thoughts?
1: Slightly lane NC State, just on price, but I don't have a strong enough take here. Um, Don't like fading Virginia Tech in the castle. The lantern, the ominous lighting. It's always a weird place to play. All
3: right, Kai, to the A-10 conference you wrote for the Almanac. VCU laying five and a half at home. Are they going to get right against Davidson here? I tend to think so, uh,
2: although I've been wrong on VCU get right games. I I thought they would cover against Duquesne. That wasn't even close. They did come back. They put a little effort in there after getting down by a million in the first half. Um, But I think they can, they can handle Davidson here by five. Um, I lean their way.
3: All right, Matthew in the sec, Kentucky has some issues. They are getting five and a half at Alabama. Is this a matter of one team is good right now and one isn't.
1: Yeah. I try to keep this one simple. Um, Kind of a theme of my handicapping the last week or so. I just, I like Alabama. They've handled the three teams they played already in the sec and, even more difficult spots than this. Now you could argue I've maybe missed the window to play them early in SEC play, especially against a desperate Kentucky team. But I think Kentucky's just bad. So the bad outweighs the desk, the desperateness, in my opinion.
3: I buy that. Uh, Kai, the no horizon, Milwaukee. After winning at Cleveland State on the road, they're now at IPFW, Purdue, Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Panthers can stick around again here? Uh, Seven and remember. a half. Seven
2: and a half. Yep. Yeah, small lean to Milwaukee. I think they've they've earned the the right to be a lean gym as a seven-plus point dog uh, on the road here. But Purdue Fort
3: Wayne's been really good lately. Um, I'm not interested in fading him, so I stayed away. Matt, you get another SEC question. The Vols at the Gamecocks, Tennessee laying 17 on the road to the worst team it's in too the conference. Many. You think so?
1: Yeah, I took South Carolina. They played well last game. They're a little bit of a buy low for me. Um, and uh... 17 is just so high for a road game. I know Tennessee is great, but like, I, I don't think it's a confidently blow out South Carolina on the road. I don't think it's like. money. Line. Lamont Paris, by the way, Um, you know, was in Chattanooga for a while. I think there's a little bit of like a, Hey, I want to beat the big brother of my former school type of get up for this spot. I don't know.
3: I, I fear them against Tennessee's defense and really any high, high, high caliber athleticism.
1: Michi Johnson so, matters. It's not, high major team. it's
3: not a high major team. Uh All right. Guy yeah. from Kyle CM Charlotte at Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic laying Oof. nine. There's been a yeah. little bit of uh, eight and a half, nine all over the place. A uh, little money coming in on Charlotte. FAU off that huge, huge win over UAB. It makes sense to me. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I love FAU. I'm not fading
2: FAU, but nine points is a lot for a Charlotte team that's been very, very good this year. Charlotte off an FAU loss, which is weird too, Jim. I, I cannot believe they dropped that game. Uh, yep.
3: Big stay away. Clear stay away yep. from me. Very little travel for Charlotte. They're staying right down in that yeah. Miami. Yeah,
1: don't, don't back FAU today. It's like the first time I'll say it all year. This is not the time to bet back FAU. You had like oh. 13 games to do it. This is the worst spot against a really good team at a terrible price. But no, I'm not fading FAU either. Yeah.
3: All right, Matt in the Big Ten, Nebraska at Minnesota. Maybe this should have been Kai's question, but uh that's that's okay. He loves he loves no, I'm a gopher
1: boy. Game. I backed right. in last game, baby. You did okay. uh so successfully. You here. I do lean their way. I don't like him as like a short dog. I like him as a larger dog where they can muck it up and maybe catch teams that are unsuspecting. But I, I do lean their way at plus three at home. Played well last game, second half.
3: Yep. Nebraska laying three there. All right. Kali. Kali. Uh, Kai out west for Cal Poly is what I was trying. Kai is your Uh UC Santa Barbara laying seven on the road. Uh, is that too many? polly has been kind of feisty this year. Got no take holly has been kind of bad recently. I, they've
2: kind of fallen off a cliff. Which they I, were
1: never good. It was always a mirage. <laughs> yeah, my Matt,
2: take. Matt's doing a victory lap here. He he told Jim and I they're, they're terrible preseason. We thought hey, they man, were man, no money, money off that still take. Counts from my, yeah.
3: my early season bets still counts. Uh,
2: Yeah, I got I got no take. I, I can't even pretend to
3: have a take in this game. I don't. All right, Matt. Uh, road favorite North Texas. Question from Pat Taylor here. They're laying two and a half, three at Middle Tennessee. Kind of a whack mole team for all of us this year. Strangely, North Texas has less travel coming from WKU or yeah, Middle right. Tennessee is coming from UTSA. Does that matter?
1: Yeah, it does. That's why I didn't take Middle Tennessee. I was kind of eager to back them in this spot because I think they're due for one of their you know, all-in, high-energy, high effort high games. And when they kind of lock in like that, they can play to a super high level. Um, I think North Texas is due for a little bit of a clinker, but you're right. The travel actually favors the road team here. So I think if you kind of make that adjustment for home, the price feels right with Middle Tennessee State catching three at home.
3: Another road favorite, Kai, Hofstra laying a touchdown at William and Mary. Are the Tribe actually finally feisty after like two years of horrificness?
2: I hope so. It seems like when yes, I back they are. When I back Hofstra uh, last year year before, they would always lose these type of games in Colonial, and I would get frustrated. Uh, I did take them small at six. Uh, I can't recommend six and a half, seven, really. I do feel like they win this game, though.
1: Tribe are solid. I always miss their covers by a point, so yeah, I Tri- back them today.
2: Tribe beat Hofstra last year. It was one of their very yeah, few games. Crazy, I'd probably back the Hofstra in that game.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt, your bows, your the bows. They're laying, they're laying three on the road at Fullerton. What do you think?
1: Well, Jimmy, this is also a code for Mississippi Valley State per our show three days ago too. So it's actually a dual meaning, dual meaning thing. Um, I do lean their way. Fullerton off that really impressive win. Hawaii on that second leg of the. Uh, the mainland trip, Um, I think their size and their defense gets them this win. So, I would lay the three, actually.
3: Hi, back to the SEC real quick here. Auburn laying two and a half at home against Arkansas. Razorbacks just got that big win over our Tigers. Auburn mm-hmm. lost on the road. Georgia, is this buy low so high for the home team?
2: Gosh, I stayed away. I, I think Arkansas is a lot better than Auburn, like a lot better. So, uh, the price is right. I don't want to fade home
3: Auburn. No, thanks. Yeah, I I like the spot for Auburn, but I'm too scared to fade Arkansas right now. Matthew, Chris G asking about Louisville. Do they continue to lose by one point in painstaking fashion? They're getting nine at home <laughs> against Wake Forest.
1: Yeah, it took some money. I think that's way too high. Uh, Wake Forest has been very erratic um, or maybe just bad in the spots right back them, But uh, I would take Louisville here. I think nine's too many at home. Not confidently, obviously, but I would lean that way.
3: All right, Kai, we've got a couple more chat questions, and we'll hit best bets. Uh, but you get a team that I'm sure you're excited to talk about, Cornell, laying three at home against Princeton mm-hmm. from Ryan. It, it, is this just like back to big red and, and count your money?
2: No, because I think Princeton's really good. So I, I stayed away. I, I think Price is correct. I think they're about even. Uh, home's probably too high if you're going to call them even and give them three points for home. But stay away, not fading. Is Cornell. Princeton
1: better than Penn, Kai? They could be. They're better defensively they,
3: than Penn, I'll tell you that much.
1: I think they're that all the same. So
2: That's the thing. They're all the same. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> yeah, all the same.
3: Uh, okay, Matthew, Jacksonville State is laying two and a half at home to Bellarmine, who was missing a couple pieces last game. Jack State got blown out by Liberty. I actually think that creates a little value on the Gamecocks here.
1: I agree, especially against a Bellarmine team I'm not a huge fan of. I mentioned this, I think, last show. But I also don't like this Jack State team either. So I think if you're less sour on the Jack State Gamecocks <laughs> than I am, you back them here. But I've been saying it all year. I somehow this team didn't look right. I watched them play early. No chemistry at all. None.
3: Yeah. I think they're going to get right. I just think that Liberty game was like, Liberty was pissed about last year losing the regular season title to them and a whole new team with yeah, no chance fair, yeah. to stand up there. Uh, all right, Kai, you made some money fading Riverside on, I believe, Thursday. Are uh, You going yeah. to do the same with Cal State Northridge today. Uh, it was 10 last I saw. We don't know if Zion Poland is back, but I would mm-hmm. estimate he is still out for Riverside.
2: I've given up on the Matadors, I'm sad to say. Yep, um, me too. It's a fun run, but they're just not a good, good team. Up. So, yeah. 10 points. Uh, you would have shown me the spread day one. Yep, hammered him. Nope, not going to do it today, even with the possibility of Poland still out for Riverside.
1: Riverside I, laying 10, though, to anyone without Poland? Look at it from that angle. I, I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, sure. I, I,
3: I'm back in the matadors today.
2: Good for you, Jim. Yeah.
1: Good for
3: you. I'm proud of Sticking you. Sticking with it. Uh, all right. One more question, Matt, from Great Croyle. Towson at Stony Brook here. Uh, actually, I'll give Kai one more, too. What do you got in Towson, Stony Brook?
1: Uh, I actually kind of like Stony Brook just with the uh, how little depth Towson has right now. Um, and Stony Brook's gotten some guys back. They were a disaster non-conference, but they got some dudes back. And that team is not deplete of talent. They really aren't. So I kind of like Stony.
3: Uh, I, kinda, I think Towson plays a lot better with hopefully Cam Holden back. It was a Yeah, that's the key
1: is Holden back. He's everything. He means five points, I think.
3: All right, Kai, that means you get San Diego State at Wyoming. We know that Wyoming is probably super ravaged here. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprisingly high number in preseason, but San Diego State lane eight and a half.
2: Yep, I lean San Diego State eight and a half. Wyoming's gutted, man. Uh, Hunter Thompson is out. Okay, he matters. Noah Reynolds is out. He really matters. They're going to struggle to score points a lot if he's out of
3: the game. Um, I lean towards San Diego State. Yeah, and the Foster out, too. Grammy K is still out. Like, yeah, it's, they're they're down to bare bones scholarship players. Mm-hmm.
1: Tech's playing better, too. Playing a little
2: better lately. State. Tech. Tech's. State. Tech's. Tech's. The Tech's.
3: Gotcha. Tech's.
1: Apostrophe. That tech's. sounded like a, like a
3: Dr. Pepper commercial. Tech's playing better than State right now. All
1: right. <laughs> down in Fansville. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Alright, let's go to best bets. I'll hit mine real quick here to start it off. Uh, I'm going with Kent State, first half, minus six and a half. I think this is just a first half juggernaut team. Their splits, first half and second half are massive. Uh, I, I think laying that here against Miami, Ohio team that has made us pull our hair out this year is an okay bet. Um, Kai, we were against Miami, Ohio last game. Central Michigan led the whole way and then collapsed late. Miami I'm okay was, if Kent State yeah. leads the whole way and then collapses late. Uh, just yeah. give me that first half cover. Yeah, screw Miami Ohio. I'm yeah, done with. And them. then, and then I'm going to run it back with an under a Northern Arizona at 138 and a half hosting a Montana school. Lost that under uh, on Thursday with Northern Arizona Lose. Montana. Let's try to get it with Northern Arizona Montana State. Same things apply from that handicap. I think it'll be mm-hmm. slow game, relatively inefficient offenses. Montana State's an even better defense than Montana. I think that's a rock fight. I'll take that under 138 and a half. Kai to you,
2: the Badgers. Uh, plus seven and a half. Thanks, Tyler Wall. Announcement, guys, you knew he was out. Come on, market. <laughs> if you like to <laughs> take it early, what are you doing waiting for seven to take this? If you like to silly Illinois?
1: market, thanks,
2: market. Silly plus seven keepers. and a half. Yes, even without Tyler Wall, I watched this Illinois team. They're broken, they were totally defeated, disengaged, a boat without an oar or a rudder against Northwestern. Sky Clark's gone. Yeah, he might be addition by subtraction, but it does hurt their depth. That's that's unquestionable. Matthew Meyer limited, maybe. He might play, he might not play. Uh, if he does play, I have to think he's a little bit hindered. The Badgers are too well-coached to be seven-point dogs right now to to this struggling team. I think the system wins out seven and a half Badgers.
1: I like under there, so yeah, some I correlation. Just an ugly, ugly game. I think Wisconsin struggles yeah. to score, and Illinois gets caught in that Northwestern slog that we saw them in last time out. Uh, yeah, well, my best Wall's, bet... Wall's oh, a great ahead.
3: defender, but yep. they run a lot of offense. To oh yeah, in the mid post. So he's their best <laughs>
1: scorer,
2: defender, and everything. But and they Illinois can still is... they can still hang around. I think.
1: Yeah, it'll be right it'll be like, all right. Crawl or Chucky Hepburn mid range jump shots today. Um. Anyway, that aside, my best bet: Georgia State plus eight against the Rage and Cajuns preseason. I thought these teams were actually fairly close um, in caliber. Georgia State's sort of disappointed. Um, they have absolutely no shooting. I hate backing a team that's just so inept shooting the basketball. Um, but I think this game is like really – it's a battle of two teams that are a little bit helter skelter a little bit erratic, very athletic, very physical. They kind of have power, conference, size, and speed. Um, I just like the team at the points in that situation. Hey, and you, simple. Get,
2: you get eight and a half too. But I'll still.
1: take the hook. Oh, we don't need it. So, yeah, look in the back. The uh, the fighting Jonah Hayes, who I worried hates shooting. I worried he just basically ignored shooting in his recruiting and assembly of this yeah, roster. they've it's been shooting pretty right poorly. Time. They're just not a good you. shooting team. They're I'm a bottom you. five shooting team in the country. Thank you. Appreciate that.
2: So is Cal. And uh, they
1: made 16 threes yesterday. Right. Hey, 16 to 22. I would gladly take that today. My <laughs> goodness. Um, also, Stanford stinks. And that's a great note to end on. Let's wrap up today's show with uh, a wish of good luck to those out there betting, wagering with us today, mm-hmm. pulling for pockets for always. Um, come back and join us Monday. Is that correct? I
3: believe, I believe Tuesday, Monday, slate Tuesday, is horrific. So I think we're off Monday.
1: Okay, so take Monday off. R and R for everyone, and Tuesday we'll be back at twelve Central, one Eastern, ten Pacific. Yeah. Spinning Saturday is over and out.